0: We go in the trenches for this guest, in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics, as always emanating from our outstanding studios. And we're talking Jonah Williams. He's in the trenches. Jonah Williams is a good one in the trenches, transitioning from the left tackle position to the right tackle position. When you look back on everything that Jonah Williams went through last season through the off season, he has the dislocated kneecap, that caused some uh, ligament damage that had to be handled surgically. And there's rehabilitation of that injury. And during that process of the rehabilitation, Orlando Brown is signed and Jonah has to go from left tackle to right tackle. And wasn't really thinking that was going to be the case. That was the second challenge thrown on top of the rehabilitation challenge. And then a new baby girl is a, a third uh, variable in the equation. <laughs> And Jonah Williams' head was spinning, quite honestly, and he talks about it. He talks about all of that and how the transition has um, really smoothed itself out and how he's doing the job at the right tackle position, how it went in the first game, and what he's looking forward to this season for the Cincinnati Bengals. Jonah Williams getting it done at right tackle. I want to welcome a special guest in the trenches with Dave Lappin brought to you by First Star Logistics coming to you from our outstanding studios. And that is one hell of an offensive lineman in tackle Jonah Williams, who is the 11th pick of the draft out of Alabama when he came to the Cincinnati Bengals after an outstanding career at Alabama. He was the Jacobs blocking trophy award winner. He was a unanimous all American I mean, just an awesome career uh, at Alabama, and it all started back in California, back in the in the high school days. I, originally, though, what you moved to California when you were a freshman. You were an Atlanta guy, right?
1: Yeah, I was born in Atlanta. Uh, we moved out after my freshman year of high school, so sophomore, junior, senior year out there, and then back down to the south for uh, for college.
0: So, with the uh, with the s- snaps that you took against the Atlanta Falcons, I mean. Uh, I guess, original hometown. Anything going on there? Do you have some folks in the stands? No,
1: no folks in the stands, but uh, uh, they, they've since moved. But, uh, but yeah, it's interesting being back in that stadium because that's where we had the SEC championship um, games and actually won the national championship there. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that stadium definitely has some uh, some memories in it.
0: The playoff, college football playoff national champion in what was it, two 2000- thousand. 18? Yes. 2018 champion. Unbelievable. So, I mean, you've been a winner at every level. I mean, you won in the high school level, you won at the collegiate level, and you've been part of the turnaround and winning that's going on here with the Cincinnati Bengals. You were the, like I mentioned, the 11th pick in Zach Taylor's uh, first round of his first draft. And to be part of the flip and what's gone on here in Cincinnati, how special is it to you?
1: It's been really special, you know, Um, I think that I I could feel like when I first got to Cincinnati, you know, there was a lot of pride in the program and being kind of a smaller market team. It's like sort of that. that, I I don't know. It's like that hometown, small town feel that, you know, we're still competing on a big stage. And, you know, the the level of play wasn't really there. You know, we, we, we had the number one overall pick and. You know, it worked out well for us because we got Joe out of it. But you know, it definitely started off tough, and you could feel that the city, like you know, really wanted a good team to support. And so it's been exciting the last couple of years to to see that sort of like hopeful support turn into just like you know full-blooded support. Um, seeing the city lit up orange and just kind of like you know just all the all, all, all the all the the sold-out games and how loud the the stadium gets and everything—it's been it's been really cool to see
0: really has. And even training camp this year, I mean, people waiting hours. I mean, lines all the way into downtown just to watch you guys practice. I mean, people just can't get enough of the Cincinnati Bengals now.
1: Yeah, it's been awesome to see. I mean, I, I think that we have the best fans, and um, they definitely showed it. I mean, training camp practices were packed. <laughs> like you saw, the, the bleachers are full. There's just yeah. people standing shoulder to shoulder around all the fields. It was, it was awesome to see everyone come out and support us.
0: No question about it. No question about it whatsoever. So, um, when did you, you've always been a film junkie? I know, I, I know that. Did you have that reputation in high school too? That were, were you a guy that was always, you know, looking at tape, looking at film?
1: I, th- I think so. I mean, it, it's interesting because when I started high school, I was set on being a D end in college. That's really? what I wanted to be. I wanted to play D line. And so I went to a couple high schools cause we moved around and when I ended up going to Folsom, which is where I played my junior, senior year. Um, I remember the first day of practice, I was like, I, w- I want, to be a D end and like a tight end, you know, I definitely don't want to play O-line and my, my coach there, coach Richardson grabbed me and he was like, no, you're coming with me. Let's go do some O-line. <laughs> and I was just like, no, O-line's like, you know, it's boring. There's nothing like, you don't you don't get to make any plays. And, um, and then, you know, we ran sort of a spread offense out there. So we did, we did everything like, you know, obviously at a high school level, but I was pulling out in space, you know, different sorts of pass protections, like, um, you know, all, all those sorts of schemes and was watching a lot of film and was just learning a lot of technique. And I was like, okay, there's so much more to O-line play than I thought there was. And I really fell in love with the position. And then, um you know, I think I was like, two i was like six five like 240 when i got my first offer from cal and they offered me and i was sitting there and i was like okay just just double checking guys is this to play like o-line or d-line they're like oh definitely O line <laughs> we don't want you at d-line and i was like okay i'm an o-line man man you know this is oh, going to get me to college and you know hopefully to higher goals so i, I put on about 50 pounds that year and um you know, really fell in love with the position. So I I give a lot of credit to coach Richardson and like my experience at Folsom for, um, getting me to fall in love with the position.
0: So he was, he was the first mentor such that really had a big, big impact on you. 50 pounds in a year. Okay. It's obviously it was good weight. How did you do it? What was your diet like? (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh yeah i brought a i brought like a we called it a feed bag like i was a horse as a joke in my family uh to school every day and i would have like different snacks for each period so like first period i was putting down like a bagel with a, uh, you know with peanut butter and then uh you know pita chips with uh you know hummus and protein bars and tons of PB and J's, lots of PB and J's oatmeal with peanut butter every morning. It was a lot of peanut butter, oatmeal, PB and J and sort of some protein shake, uh, you know, throwing, you know, everything in the kitchen sink in there. So, um, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was hard work, but you know, I, I like to think that it helped me out in life.
0: No question. And you were obviously lifting that whole time, right? I mean, you are you were putting on really good weight.
1: Oh yeah. I, had a 24 hour fitness, uh, membership and was pretty obsessive about it. I'd, you know, lift after practice and go home, do homework and then go lift again. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, I was, I was was obsessed with it. So I was spending a lot of time in the weight room and, um, yeah, I was, I was pretty set on getting as big and strong as possible.
0: So at what point in the process did Alabama come into the picture?
1: Alabama offered me after my junior year I believe my wow. junior season um, you know I was, I was fortunate to have a lot of like West Coast sort of Pac-12 offers because you know we're a really good team and I was playing with a bunch of guys who ended up going D1 so there's already like scouts looking and when I transferred in they're like okay like this guy's big but we don't know if he's going to be good and then you know I played well in my junior year and so that's when I started to get offers and then i think auburn was my first sec offer and i think when they offered all the teams in the south were like why are they offering this kid out of sacramento and they found out i was from the south and stuff and then so the sec school started offering. offer and huh. yeah i mean pretty soon after alabama offered i visited and um did kind of a tour of the southern schools and decided alabama was my favorite and committed to them pretty quick
0: man that's a uh, that's a heck of a Heck of a deal. And then, uh, like you win the Jacob blocking trophy. So, um, you always been a technique guy. Um, your technique is very important to you. Um, proper footwork, proper hand placement, everything that goes along with it over the years. Have you adopted multiple tech? Have you, I guess, have you kept some techniques from way back or are you always evolving and totally revamping techniques based on, who the offensive line coach is or, and what he's teaching, or do you keep some and incorporate and you've, you're kind of like, Oh, you're a blend of a bunch of different uh, guys have had contributions to the techniques you employ today.
1: I think definitely a blend. I, I sort of approach every day as just like a, another chance to not start over, but just like, it's a clean slate. Like whatever I do today is going to be different than what it was yesterday and you know hopefully better that's kind of like how i how i try to go into things so um you know it it does depend on like the scheme we're running you know um but i I think i have like sort of my core things that like my core competencies i guess you could say that Uh i I know i need to lean on you know especially in the nfl where it's like you have to max out every possible positive trade that you have and minimize all the negative ones so whatever technique I do is just trying to get closer to maxing out, you know, my capabilities and, you know, minimizing anything that I'm not particularly good at.
0: Do you adjust techniques based on your opponent when you study, uh, you know, tape of a specific opponent and then you have a a guy that has much different, uh, skill set the following week. Do you, do you change much of your technique or do you just feel like I've got techniques that, uh, if I employ properly can handle just about anything?
1: I think it's a little bit of both. I think I have those like those main things that I want to accomplish on every play, and then particular to the players, maybe it'll be a slightly different hand strike, or maybe I have to, you know, set a little deeper, deeper, wider, um, you know, just depending on what that rusher is good at. So um, yeah, I have like the main things that I really want to hang my hat on, and then I'll make some adjustments depending on personnel.
0: So the move that you made from left tackle to right tackle, you played in the in the last preseason game um from a technique standpoint was it just reversing it in a mirror basically i mean just trying to do everything that you employed successfully at the left tackle position and and people don't understand that this is not something you roll out of bed doing i mean it takes a, i've done it um you know i played all five positions in the same game a couple of times and it's like, man, when you're on the left side and then the right side, you know, you have to remember, remember where you are, what you're doing, how you're doing it and all those sort of things. It, it, it starts just like anything, time on task, muscle memory, all that sort of thing. But watching you, you seem very, very fluid. So was it easy for you to kind of flip it and almost you're, you're almost ambidextrous with your techniques and, and things you employ now?
1: Well, I think one thing that I thought was, was I, I wanted to make this, like I want to create as many positives as I could out of this position switch. And one of them was like, I, I have a rare opportunity to kind of start over with my technique. Like, it's just, it, it feels like you said, it feels so different on the right or left that I felt like I don't really have any bad habits on the right side. And then on the left side, you know, play the same position for six, seven years and like it just starts to become so ingrained that to change something is such a colossal effort. But when I'm relearning everything from scratch, I was like, okay, let me just start for like, let me just try to create like perfect technique, no bad habits and, you know, build from there. And obviously it's not necessarily possible, but it's it's like that pursuit of it that I'm trying to do every day. And so I wanted to like just be a different player, I guess, on the right side than I was the left because I have the opportunity to be. Um, you know, and I, I, still have those sort of things that I need to hang my hat on. I need to be good at, um, just based on my, my athleticism and my build and all those things. Um, but I, yeah, I think it was kind of, I couldn't really process it, like mirroring it. I just had to learn from scratch, start from the beginning and, you know, not create any bad habits, start in a positive way.
0: I'll tell you, you looked really fluid out there. It was impressive watching you. Um, did, you. did you feel very comfortable?
1: I felt comfortable. Yeah, I think that I'm I'm starting to get to that point where I'm not thinking about, oh, man, it's weird over here. Like, you know, my post foot's my kick foot and my kick foot's my post foot, you know, and I, I'm out there and I'm just like, okay. all right, I have to block this guy. You know, what's the play? What's my assignment? How am I going to get it done? And that's a that's a good point to be at, because I think the very beginning of camp, I had to still kind of be like, all right listen to the play, flip it in my head and, you know, like get, make sure I don't put my left hand down, you know, like stuff like right. that. And, right. uh, but then now I think I'm past all that and it's just trying to, you know, do the, do the little tweaks to get better.
0: I mean, you had a, a double uh, situation that, that you were dealing with. You were dealing with the knee injury, rehabbing that, and then switching from one side of the offensive line to the other And you seem to be able to, to get both things accomplished at the same time. I mean, while you're rehabbing, it looked like you were really working on your fundamentals and techniques because to be able to be as fluid as you look, I mean, you've taken some, some reps, haven't you? You worked hard at it during that. You were, you were not only rehabbing your knee, you were introducing yourself to the, the new uh, movements and techniques necessary to flip sides, right? Yeah,
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, it, like you said, it was kind of a, a, a tough challenge to be rehabbing what was, you know, a pretty serious surgery. Yeah. Um, and then it, it was on my left knee. So that that becomes my more dominant leg on the on the right side, because that's the leg that you're driving off of. And um, so, you know, I had a really great physical therapist out in California where I was training. And um, so I, I, I felt like I was really like... I, st- I was ahead of the curve the whole time you know like i was further than i was expected to be and got cleared you know early and all that stuff so the one thing that was kind of hard was i i physically couldn't like in a normal year if i wasn't coming off of surgery as soon as i found out they're moving me to right tackle i would have gone and done you know 30 minutes 45 minutes an hour of sets every single day on the right tackle side and just gotten used to it but there, there was a period there where I, you know, I, I wasn't even able to jog, you know, so much less go out and start taking full speed sets. So it was kind of trusting that process and just rehabbing, rehabbing, rehabbing and doing, you know, even for a while, I would just get in my stance and sit there, you know, cause I couldn't, I, my knee wouldn't allow me to do anything else um, just to feel it, you know? And um, so the, the, there's definitely a process with that and it worked out well, like, you know, I think those, uh, between mini camp and camp, I was pretty much a hundred percent, you know, doing sets, doing, you know, my movements every day. And I think that that allowed me to hit camp, you know, comfortable. And I didn't have to learn the position starting in August, which would have been tough.
0: You know, when you think back to it and it's, it's understandable, it's like, okay, you're rehabbing from, like you said, a significant knee surgery, and then you're told, okay, we got a land Brown. You're going to, We'd like you to move to right tackle from left tackle, and it's like, man, what else? I mean, what what else? Am, what else am I going to have to deal with here? It's like <laughs> <I> mean, dad. <laughs> that yeah, that, that me. was the
1: most important thing out of all that, and that, that happened about the same. I mean,
0: time. So yeah, you. Talk it
1: was about, a pretty stressful march. You
0: know, oh, talk about some life changing uh, <laughs> situations, and it. I, so I can imagine, you know, I can imagine your initial reaction is like, what the hell? I mean, th- th- you know, I I feel like I'm. I've uh I'm taking punch after punch where's the neutral corner here where I can just recover a little bit um yeah. is, was that was that part of it that you had to work through you know when initially you know there was some resistance and you know the trade uh talk or whatever and I mean did you have to just process through all that stuff and and, and get to where you are now
1: yeah you know I think it was a it was a bit of a process and you know like I said when I came back from any camp and you know sort of responded to all those all those questions it was right. it was never like anything you know it, it, it was just how i felt the situation was handled and what i thought was best for my career at the time um, but it was, it was nothing against any coaches, players, anyone like, I just, I have such positive things that I feel about this organization. So it, it was a tough time for me. Cause I felt like I was like, man, like, you know, I wanted to play my whole career here and now, you know, in such a quick turn of events, it's sort of becoming to not appear that way. And so it was just like, you know, that, that, that was tough, but I think, you know, it was also becoming a dad around that time added to the stresses, but it also gave me some perspective and you know, made me realize that this is my job. You know, this is what I do for a living. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show up and work really hard at it. But, you know, life is a little bit bigger than that. And so I think that had some perspective on that. And that helped me out a lot. And it's just, it's, it's easy for me to kind of fall back into just routine, like it's comfortable for me just to Approach everything really bite sized. What am I going to do today? And if they're asking me to play right tackle and I go out and I suck in April and May when I first started doing it, like I did, then I'm like, all right, well, tomorrow's going to be a little bit better. And I'm just going to come, I'm going to work out, I'm going to rehab, I'm going to do a couple of sets and they're going to be a little better than yesterday. And then you just keep stacking those days. And then by June and July, I'm like, okay, I'm moving pretty well. Like I feel comfortable. I might, I might be really good at this. Like this might be yeah. good for me. And then so it's just like that slow process. I don't think any change, like any massive change like that, I think is going to take time and it has taken me some time, but I think that now I'm, now I'm feeling good and I'm I'm comfortable and, you know, it's great to be back with my team. You know, I've got so many great friends on this team and super comfortable in the organization. So, um, it's been, it's been a fun camp so far. Well,
0: there's no, there's no question you're highly regarded, um, from top to bottom in the organization, both as a football player and as a as a person, you know, no, no question about it. Tell, tell people, I mean, when you say, you know, the injury was significant, I I guess in layman's terms, it was dislocation of the patella and it stuck. Right. I mean, but what, what, what damage was done? What was that? What was the injury like? What was the surgery like? How tough was the rehabilitation?
1: So, yeah, it was a dislocation. So earlier in the season, I think it was week six or something against the Ravens, I had a subluxation, which was like on my other knee. And that's where the kneecap just kind of slips out and then comes right back in. So when I reached down and felt it, I was like, okay, my knee feels fine. And I thought that, you know, it was like an MCL or something the way it felt. But, you know, I found out it was just a subluxation. And so I was able to play through that and it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was hard to play through, but it wasn't. Yeah, I didn't have to miss any time with it, which is right. Right. for me always the biggest thing. And then so, you know, in the playoffs, uh it I, I felt it buckle and I was like, Oh, I wasn't good. I was laying on the ground, I reached down and I felt that there was like no kneecap where there should be one. And I reached over to the side and I felt it and I was just like, Oh Enough. shoot. You know what I mean? Like, oh man. Yeah. And so it it was just chilling out there on the side of my leg. And then uh, the doctors came out and they were able to straighten my leg out and push it back into place. But it was it pretty heavily damaged my MPFL, which is the ligament that, um, you know, kind of, I guess, attaches from your patella to your fibula or uh, um, like the inside of my knee. So I had surgery to get donor tissue to reattach it you know, wow. cause mine was kind of too far gone.
0: Yeah.
1: And so that is, it's a pretty invasive. I've got, I've got some pretty gnarly scars. It was a pretty invasive surgery, but I had Neil Alitrush do it, who, you know, did Joe Burrow's knee and is one of the very best and is one of the pioneers of this particular surgery. So I knew I was in good hands and had a great, um great PT guy, Derek Samuel out there in in San Diego, who, you know, he, he works with a lot of football players and he knows that it's like, we're not going to show up and ice and stem and do a little band exercises. Like we're going to go out there. We're going to be doing, you're going to be pushing it. You know, we're going to listen to your body, but really, really attack the rehab, attack the workout and get me as functional as possible as, as soon as possible. And so we, we really grind out the rehab. And so now I feel great. You know, um, I don't think about it at all when I'm out there playing. It's, I think it's stronger with the donor tissue and the surgery than it would be even, you know, before it got hurt. So I feel really confident in it,
0: man. I tell you, you've, you've gone through some, uh, some trials and tribulations. There's no question about it. I mean, it it has definitely tested you and tested your fortitude for the game of football and, and everything that goes along with it. I mean, do you feel like you're stronger, uh, both mentally and physically, you mentioned the knee being stronger, probably than before it was injured. you feel overall your body feels stronger and you're mentally stronger as a football player than you've ever been
1: yeah definitely i i I think that the it has been there have been some trials and tribulations you know and um it's it's part of the game you know the injuries and the rehab and just getting back and playing through pain and all that stuff like i think Pretty much every single person on the roster, you could ask them that they've played through something, or they've you know had a rehab something, or have had multiple surgeries, and it's just part of it. And um, so you know, just just getting through that. But I do feel you know, like you said, strongest physically, mentally, all that stuff, and um, just have a great excitement about this season. I think I have really good perspective on um, you know my my role in the organization and what we're trying to accomplish here. And you know the goal is to go win a Super Bowl, and I I feel that excitement. I I, I look around, I see the talent to do it. We've been practicing well. Like it's it, it's an exciting time to be a Bengal. I,
0: I just I just think that all the challenges that you've had to go through and overcome, um, man, it's like you're ready. I mean, it's it's like that. Nobody nobody could throw a monkey wrench or throw a curveball that you couldn't handle. You know, I mean, it's. You've, uh, you've had to deal with, 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 so much and, and you always come out on the back end of those things stronger, you know, it, um, if it, if it doesn't kill you as the old saying goes, it makes you stronger. There's no question about it. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I, I would think that you probably feel right now that any challenge is overcomable. You can, you can handle anything, right?
1: Yeah. I, you know, as long as I'm, um long as i can go out there and play and then come home and hold my baby and be a good partner to my fiance and good son to my family like that's that's all that matters you know like i can if i can do that then i'm good and i can do that right now and you know plan to be able to do that for a long time so it's uh you know i i feel good i feel healthy and ready to roll
0: you know uh, your your uh, child is going to be a blessing because i remember um Got married my rookie year was crazy. I got married like five days before training camp. (laughs) We had (laughs) had like a three day honeymoon and off to camp, Uh you know. And it's like, okay, she realizes, ah, this is on you. This is going to be different. But we (laughs) we ended up having children pretty young. I was only 23 years old, had the first child and had two at the age of 24. And it's like, you know, I'm I'm a baby having babies. What am I doing? But it turned out to be the best thing. I mean, I'd come home from. A hard day or whatever. And, and there are the two little ones and all they care about is they love their dad, you know, and they're just putting the love on you. And all of a sudden, all the problems that you were dealing with, they all go away. Yeah. You, know, you, you got a little one that, uh, just wants to be with you. And that's what it's all about. And you're going to, you're going to find that to be, you probably already have found that to be the case. Nothing 100%. like having a child, man.
1: A hundred percent. It's the best thing.
0: It is. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. So how did, how did it go? Uh, you you go over to the the right tackle position specifically on that game, and you maybe hadn't been taking a whole lot of rest with the guy next to you, you know, so at that stage of training camp, how How did all that go? How was the communication? how did the how did the snaps unfold for you? Did everything go pretty smoothly?
1: Yeah, it went really smooth. you know, I, I think we had a good we had a good opening script, and you know we were able to march the march the ball down the field against their ones. Yep. Um, you know, and put us put us in position to score at the end there. And you know, I was working well with Trey and you know, good points from Max. Like everything was everything was good. So um I, I thought it was a, a solid performance by the O-line, really in the whole game, but you know, in the first drive as well.
0: No question. No question about it. So what about the offensive line? How do you how do you feel about about this year's group? Uh and and give me your take on on offensive line coach Frank Pollock and the run game coordinator, offensive line coach, run game coordinator Frank Pollack.
1: Yeah uh he, he's, he's awesome and we have we have we have such great talent and such great chemistry in that room like you know i think we only brought in obviously orlando a free agent but then we only um you know drafted one guy uh jackson kirkland who's been um he's been an awesome rookie but i think we have great chemistry we're bringing a lot of guys back you know from from our starting line last year um and you know frank's great uh i i think our run game and our pass game is going to marry up really well this year um you know i think we had some issues with that last year especially early on and kind of hammer that out as the season went on and i think you saw our offense get a lot better um you know later in the year so we're we're, we're starting off that way i think we've learned from last season and you know when all that works it it takes some pressure off the o line you know it's 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 tough on the o line when you end up in these really disadvantageous situations and doesn't really allow us to 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 help <laughs> to help the team like we're out there just battling and um i think that this year it's it's felt really good in camp you know everyone working together and you know we, we go against a great defense every day too and you know we've had some success against them um so i i feel good about where we're at as an o line as an offense
0: yeah I remember last year, you know, the change you're talking about, instead of like inside, outside zone, it was, you know, more of a gap scheme where, you know, pin and pull and and, and do some different things in the running game. There were some changes there, but mar- marrying everything up and, you know, not not under center being a tell and, and shotgun being another tell, you know, kind of, kind of uh, meshing all that a little bit better, a little bit differently. It's night and day. People don't understand how little things like that can make huge differences, no question.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a huge change, and um, we're just playing to everyone's strengths, you know. And we're fortunate to have a lot of strengths across the board, a lot of talent on offense, and we just really, you know, put put everyone in a position to shine and go make plays, and we'll we'll win a lot of games.
0: Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, number nine is be able to. He'll be able to get under center for that uh, that game up in Cleveland, that that regular season opener. Looks like he's he's uh, tracking well and doing a little bit more and more, but you don't want to do anything crazy, that's for sure. You don't want to have a setback. There's no doubt about that. Everybody that's been injured and gone through rehab, that's the one thing that you don't want to have happen is a setback.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's a long season, and, you know, number nine at the helm, we're going to win a lot, so, you know, I'm I'm glad that it's, you know, not as major of an injury as some people were saying at the beginning, and you know, and confident in him and his rehab, and when he's back, we'll we'll be ready for him, and you know, I don't know exactly when that is, but it'll it, it'll be good for our offense, obviously, and we'll, um, like I said, win a lot of games.
0: I've seen the uh, the relationship that you guys have with your quarterback. I mean, when you're on the road and spending time, you know, together. Uh, in whether it be the cafeteria meeting rooms, whether it's like there's the offensive line, and there's number nine as part of it. I mean, you guys are inseparable. And to me, that speaks volumes. that 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 says that says everything I need to know without saying anything, just looking at that picture, I'm like, this is all good.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he's an awesome locker room guy. You know, I think that obviously people who aren't in the locker room don't get experience that. Um, but you know, he 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 really exudes confidence, and it rubs off onto everyone. Um, And you know, he, he's just a, he, he's a fun guy to have around.
0: Well, Jonah, appreciate you uh, taking time to visit with us like you like you did today, and uh, I'm glad that everything is going well. I'm glad the rehab went went well for you i know you're diligent anything that you do that you put your mind to to do you do as hard and as well as you possibly can the rehab was successful and the transitions looking smooth and successful and and the football gods owe you they owe you a year of health at least a year of health so <laughs> you have uh, the best year you've had in the national football league and Bengals go to the super bowl and win it and you go to the pro bowl man
1: that sounds great that's the plan i guess i'll miss the pro bowl and the super bowl but that's that's true the best case scenario
0: yeah you take the (laughs) super bowl that's always a good one to take no question oh yeah
1: (laughs) well thank you for having me dave
0: appreciate your time jonah you're the man dave lapham here and every day i am grateful for my experience to have played professional football as a player i realized self-motivation